this is a little surreal. This is like a little. It's we're making strange eye, to be in the same we're room. We're making yeah. eye contact now. It's like very strange. You still exist <laughs> as a human person. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Wow. Not me. That was your line, Justin. What? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? No! What? You're supposed to be like, not me. Let's start the episode. Click. (laughs) Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Hi guys, welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where this is very strange, like having to do it like while he's <laughs> you guys are on your phones. I'm pulling up my notes. What are you True. doing? <laughs> Doing this sh- we're doing There's a show. lot of shit going on right now, so I am participating as little as I can. <laughs> Last time when I was on here, I didn't have to look you in the face, and I'm going to keep that going. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. It's like very strange because like I'm usually I'm performing to an imaginary audience, but like I'm just saying it to you guys, yeah. the people in the room. But and it's our fine. chairs are like slightly angled towards each other. Yeah, so. and uh, we got a very special guest today. Um, he is a voice actor and an actor in the local Champaign Urbana community. It's Justin Clad. Thank you for having me. I feel like the energy is like very contained. Like we can't, I can't like like go off like too much. But like that's cool. It's like it's. A I feel like it's thing. because this like this room is very um, like because like I can't I have the entire apartment to myself now. Because so. I can't like shout like this to you when you're like two inches from me. Yeah. Like it's, it's like it's very strange. It's like and like usually I don't know. Um, well, that's better though. for sound editing. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. It's very cozy though. Yeah. Um, hi, Justin. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, how are you, Ezra? I'm doing all right. Good. <laughs> Hanging in there. Good. good. How are you, Justin? Nope, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Andrew? I'm doing good. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good. How, how are, are you, doing? Justin? I'm doing how are you, no. <laughs> this is the This is the show now. Um, so, uh... <laughs> how are you, Luna and Mage, since nobody thought to ask you guys? Rude. We're good! I'm doing good. Those are your two cats. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> That's how they sound! That's not how they would sound. How would they sound? Let's let's hear you. I don't know. They would sound like little babies, because they're my little babies. Oh, they're like two years old. I'm a little baby. I'm a little baby. I made a stick in my diamond. nobody needs to hear your baby voice. <laughs> Nor does anybody want See, it. See, I'm baby coming down the chimney tonight. This is coming uh, out in, like, May, so yeah. it's not going to be relevant. <laughs> yeah, like, we're ki- this is kind of a Christmas record, honestly. It feels very Christmassy a little bit. Does it? A little bit. Like I mean, with I, the, 
it can kind of see where you'd get there, but no. Like the little little <laughs> little drum section in uh, Welcome mm-hmm. to the Black mm-hmm. Parade, a little your bit. Point, but you're wrong. <laughs> There's a lot of bell exactly. noises, a lot of tambourines, all that stuff. Like it feels, it feels a little, feels a little Christmassy. No, no, here. If you think the album sounds Christmassy, hashtag. Hey, this album sounds Christmassy, and Andrew's right, and Ezra and Justin are wrong, and they're also bad people, and Andrew's baby voice is sexy. Or we'll hold a poll. And if it doesn't feel like Christmas, hashtag Team Jacob. <laughs> I, I think that. the Twitter polls will show us in favor. <laughs> Team Coco, bring back Conan. <laughs> um, so uh, tell us a little bit about like your background listening to... Your background with music. What kind of music did you grow up with, like, uh, and all that stuff? Okay, so here's where it gets real. Um, I have no experience with music at all. Um, Happy birthday? I, so, okay. I grew up extremely sheltered. Uh-huh. Um, I, Same for us. Well, for the first, like... Oh, let's see. I'm going to say like 14 years of my life. All we had going in the house was uh, the local Christian music station. Um, 91.7 WGGN. Not quite, but okay. Um, <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I don't want to give them free press no, anyway, they're, so they're, you're good. They're doing fine without The fish uh, or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, so my experience with music uh, like for wide genres and exposure to all that is extremely limited first time i broke out of uh christian music was like older stuff like uh spike jones and the city slickers from like the 40s and mm, my dad wow my dad had uh some records that he would play every once in a while john denver elvis um Ooh. I think he had Sgt. Pepper's, but he didn't play that one very much. I So I had very, very limited exposure to music. So I'm still trying to catch up and I'm still trying to have like normal musical tastes. I really like Weird Al and that's not normal for it's, a guy in his adorable. 30s. He's very popular. People love Weird Al. Weird Al is not your main. Weird Al is nobody's main. Brian that's Posey. the problem. Well, Brian... is that your favorite artist? Yes. Don't oh. at me. No, don't <laughs> at me. no, no, it's great. Like, um, like uh, I wasn't saying that trying to judge you, but I'm sorry because it definitely came off that way. Brian, there was a little bit of judgment there, but that's fine because, again, Weird Al is nobody's main. Like, he's good. I love his stuff. But he's... I mean, he's yeah. a talented lyricist for what he does. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I would very gladly go off on tangents about that, but we can do that some Let's not. Time. So, um, <laughs> like, Brian Posey... <laughs> Let's... Uh, this is Can't a very educational podcast. We, like, us and our buttery voices. Santa uh, <laughs> baby! Uh, so, um, uh, Brian Posey had a joke about Weird Al, like, he has a kid now, mm-hmm. like, and uh, he had a joke in a stand-up comedy special about how he wanted to introduce his kid to like Weird Al first and then like the rest of music later so that when like <laughs> when when his kid hurts like Michael Jackson's bad or whatever he's like why did this guy write an unfunny version of Eat It or whatever <laughs> just like <laughs> the Weird Al version is fat yeah yeah, yeah. um so um but 
I mean, yeah, I heard all the Weird Al versions before I heard the actual song. Yeah, I, I really relate to the idea of, like, doing catch-up. Um, because, like, I... Not just in, like, music and life very much. I feel, like, very much like a late bloomer. Like, I was very sheltered, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, for better or for worse, you know, I, that's my attitude towards it. I'm not, like, very... I'm not actively resentful of it, necessarily. Like, um... But it's, like... It's, it is something that, like... I'm, like... Yeah, trying to trying to catch up on a little bit. So, um, well, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, so Justin, like, um, what made you want to choose My Chemical Romance and The Black Parade as the record you want to talk about today? Um, it's, uh, there are a few elements to it. First of all, it's a little bit topical right now. Uh, MCR, as of this recording, MCR just did their... A reunion show and um it sounds like they're gonna be going on tour after this and so they're like back hopefully together make a new album <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully um uh and then i'm getting a lot of excitement off of that from my wonderful girlfriend carrie shout out to carrie um carrie russell the star yeah. of star wars nine where she wears a helmet? That Moving she on, was in anyway. That. Yeah, um, but... Um, no spoilies. No spoilies. Uh, <laughs> she wears... Okay. But, yeah. Spoilers, getting, she wears a helmet in the movie. She does. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go see that, and you just ruined it for Sorry. Me. There are a lot of helmets in Jar Jar's and back, baby! <laughs> um, but, anyway, I'm getting... Uh, so... Uh, wonderful Girlfriend Carrie, she's very excited about that because uh, My Chemical Romance and the whole kind of emo and punk scene was her jam. Um, and also, uh, again, that whole emo and punk scene was something that completely passed me by. Um, I have been, uh, will always be, a very, very soft boy. Aww. And I am extremely positive, try to be, and... Most emo boys are actually soft boys at heart, though. Just, just so you know. Hey, get rid of the emo and add s o f t. You got a soft boy. True. Um, <laughs> I'm not wrong. It's, no, you're, you're not, not wrong. You're not. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not right. Shout, Shout out to Alan. Alan. Hey, she's not listening. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think we love you, Alan. Come on the show again. But, uh, please replace me. Uh, but... <laughs> Mid-episode? Mid-episode. Yeah. Um, get off the chair! Um, but it was something that I felt like I should explore. And something that I should just kind of try. Yeah. Well, that's good. This, we had somebody yeah. who, a few months ago, who's very, like, into punk. And so having somebody who's more punk critical... It's nice. Yeah. yeah. We had someone try BDSM on the podcast last week. It was very interesting. Hmm. I'm not. That's, I'm not that I'm not that, that really that. happened. Our our previous guest. What are you talking about? <laughs> we try new things on the podcast. <laughs> the safe word is no. <laughs> my anyway. safe my safe word is thirty six, forty two, three, and then the safe opens. Ah, yeah. Nice one. Anyway, what were you Thank about to you. ask? <laughs> so, like, you grew up, you, um, so you, uh, listened to this record when you were younger. I did, yes. And, uh, what, 
So, like, what was your relationship to it then and beyond? Just like, uh, teenage angst, as you kind of put it. <laughs> so, um, I didn't really, like, this wasn't my favorite band, not my favorite um, record or anything like that, but uh, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I definitely had some favorites from it. Like, uh, I loved, uh, like, um, Welcome to the Black Parade, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one that has had so much staying power in, like, the uh, punk, emo, like, alternative world. And, uh, like, I have a lot of respect for that song. And then um, I uh, really liked, like, Teenagers and Famous Last Words and stuff like that. Um, teenagers are cool. <laughs> but you know, uh, Greta Thunberg? Well, and I was a teenager back then, so I, like, was like, hell yeah. I will scare the <laughs> shit out of you. I don't care. <laughs> Just Ezra, like, quietly reading a book or something. I was, yeah, yeah, I was not a scary person. <laughs> I had emo hair. Um, some could argue that I still do because I dye it. But, uh, I mean, I dye it unnatural colors. Not like, not like I dye it red or blonde, and that's, like... Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, definitely was kind of going for more of an emo thing back then and I wanted to scare people and I always like the idea that I'm like tough and stuff like that because I wear like leather jackets and shit but I know that I'm just small. <laughs> hey, if you take um, SML, S-M-O-L and replace it with, wait, if, if, if you, if you, if emo, if emo, E-M-O, and then you replace that with S M O L, and you it's the same. It's the same thing, yeah. That's I'm, a lot I'm closer than I'm the comparison that you made before. So. Okay. So, um, as for me, thanks for asking, guys. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no Andrew, go ahead. Um, yeah, I thought this was going to be a bunch of like hot topic nonsense, like. It's like I mean, it was, but well, it was enjoyable I mean, nonsense. And I would argue that, like, I don't know, the, like, emo culture is a <laughs> lot more than, like, meets the surface mm -hmm. and stuff. It's not just, um, like, the appearance and stuff and, like, painting your nails black and, like, uh, like, getting coontails and whatever shit in your hair. Um, it's, like... There's a lot of, like, it's kind of like a teenage, like, depression culture. And um, there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, there's a lot of stuff that these artists are saying that, um, like, they're, they're communicating that uh, people at that age are feeling. Yeah. And um, passing it off as teenage angst, even though that's something that I do sometimes, um, that's something that, like, kind of bothers me because, like, it's not just uh all hot topic and it's not just all like yeah. what it looks like that it, like runs deeper than that yeah and that's what i really that's very true of this album that's what i really yeah. discovered with this record is like um because yeah i thought this was going to be a lot of like like the the name chemical romance like makes you think of like the joker and harley quinn and like that like 
in Suicide Squad and like them bathing in that toxic waste and be like, we're, we love each other, but we're bad, Santa baby, you know, just like all of that. And, um, um, yeah, like, just like, um, it's not the aesthetic that like, you know, before listening, this is me before listening to the record, by the way, like, it's not the aesthetic that really bothers me. I don't really care about that. It's more, um, the messages, like, we listened to Alkaline Trio, like, um, a few, uh, episodes back, and, like, that, to me, like, looking back at it, I probably rated it, like, a six, but, like, at the time, I rated it, like, a four, because I was just, like, mad at, like, what they were saying and, like, how they were presenting it, um, so, like, um, it's more that than, like, um, but beyond that, like, um, I kind of thought it would be, like, a more metal band, I was, I was thinking, like, I would love to, we would love to do, like, a metal, like, a purely metal band, like, band on this, uh, podcast, like, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, um, I thought it was gonna be more, like, screamo and stuff like that, and, like, that's not something I was, like, actively looking forward to, but I, I, like you said, Justin, like, they, I knew about the fact they were coming back, I knew there were a lot of fun memes about it, about, like, there's the one where, like, um, from Spider-Man 3, where, like, Peter Parker <laughs> looks in the mirror and, like, makes his hair all emo, and it's just like, when you learn chemical romance is coming back. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's really fun. Like, um, yeah, I also... It's my chemical romance, by the way. It's my chemical <laughs> romance. Is that what you were saying it is because you were trying to bait me into saying <laughs> No, 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 I would never. So, so we're here to talk about the band Your Chemical Romance. <laughs> I feel like that's why the band broke up initially was because when Gerald, Gerald, who are the members of the band? Gerald Way. Gerard Way. Gerard Way. I don't know. I don't, I don't read. So Gerard Way. I know Way, nothing and I know Gerard Way. <laughs> Gerard Way. Yeah. But like, um, the reason why they broke up was because it's, they said thing like the lead singer said something along the lines of like, all right, we're, we're my chemical romance. And then. The other bandmates were like, no, it's my chemical romance. And they like fought each other. And like, that's when the, they decided to break up. Please stop. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're I'm stalling while you look oh, up the band. Okay. Well, because I did look it up, but then I thought that you were moving on. <laughs> so like... All right, let's move on. So <laughs> <laughs> here, you can interrupt me with the band members while I talk. So, um, the only one that matters are... is Gerard Way. Just kidding. Um, so how are you, Justin? I'm, I'm okay. You're good? Yeah. That's good. I'd like to listen to what Ezra has to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but how are you? But like The how... band's current lineup <laughs> consists of Gerard Way, who is the lead vocalist, mm-hmm. just so that you know, because like he will come up a lot um, when you talk about them. Uh, guitarists Ray Toro and Frank Iro and bassist Mikey Way. Okay. So, um, so those are the band members. Um, again, very educational podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, um, he also, like, wrote for the Umbrella Academy, that comic book, which is pretty impressive. Um, that's now a Netflix show. Yes. Um, which is really cool. I didn't know that till today. Um, I think he got, I, I have listened to an, an uh, an educational podcast about My Chemical Romance just because it's from a podcast. Oh, it's My Chemical I, Romance. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but 
Apparently he started out in comic books. Whoa! Yeah, I had no idea. And like, I uh, watched the Umbrella Academy and saw his name show up and I was like, is this like a fucking meme? Are they like fucking with me right now? Or is this like actually... And uh, well, I was just trying to like process it. Okay, okay. I didn't seriously think that they went out of their way to lie. Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so then I... Like the orange buffoon in the White House who lies all the time. So then I looked it up and found out that, um, yeah, he, like, does do, like, a lot of comic shit, and that's awesome. One of the... One of the incidents that sparked off My Chemical Romance, like, as a... Or sparked off him moving towards forming My Chemical Romance was that he had a cartoon show that he was pitching... And had it been successful, this never would have happened. But it just so happened that he was pitching it on the morning of September 11th, 2001. Jeez Louise. Fuck. So that meeting didn't happen. Um, And from there, it was, it just kind of, that kind of, that sort of sent him into a thing of, okay, well, this obviously isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. So I've got a lot of feelings about what just happened. So what am I going to do with this? And from there, he started writing songs. Wow. Wow. Look at you with your facts. Um, Shout out you to should be running this podcast. Unlike the orange buffoon <laughs> in the White House. Shout out to Wizard and the Bruiser for being an educational podcast. Tell me that. Shout out to Wizards of Waverly Place for making Selena Gomez a star. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I really think that it was uh, not that, but like the um, princess trap or like wh- whatever, the princess switch or... The princess switch. So um, <laughs> guys, um, we're going to do another poll. No. <laughs> no, no, there was like a movie with her and Demi Lovato where like one was like a princess and the other one wasn't and like it was like a Disney movie and it was garbage, but yeah. I mean, aren't they all? Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool Runnings was good. So, um, let's uh, get into the themes of the record. Like, what do you feel are the, um, what do you feel are the themes of this record? I feel like... So, um, a big theme, well... Basically, I guess before we um, like really get into the album, like in specific songs or anything, uh, I'll point out that like um, this album, he's kind of like exploring a character. Yeah. So it's like a character who uh, has cancer. Well, yeah, a few characters for sure. Um, But like the kind of main one is like this character who has cancer and find out finds out that he's going to die in two weeks. So like a big theme of the album is like kind of grappling with that and like dealing with mortality and like um, kind of wanting to die and like being suicidal, like the mental health side of things, but then also like um, being in denial about it and being like, I'm going to live forever. Like I'm going to like rage against this and stuff. Like they're not going to take me. And then um, just kind of like coming to accept that. And like through that, he kind of explores a lot of other themes as well. Like, um, love and like the impact that that can have on family and shit like that yeah yeah it's very uh well conceived i think yeah absolutely (laughs) i 100 percent agree i i think this is like um also just like um kind of like he's about to die 
and he's like grappling with like a lot of guilt over like apparently this character was a soldier in the yes, war. Yes, so that's one part that I yeah. missed. <laughs> he's a soldier in the war and like he committed atrocities and like he's very ashamed of himself and like his mom is ashamed of him too. Like she's essentially like disowned him in a sense and like um kind of like um is like very yeah and like also like um he's like really kicking himself over his like girlfriend who broke up with him uh because uh yeah i don't know why they broke like but they broke up and like um they broke up and like when he's on his deathbed he's kind of like asking her to kind of come back in in her life but also like pushing her away at the same time as that push pull of like it's really it's really like dense really it's like it's a really dense record like um were there any other things you noticed justin um honestly uh i did i learned about the the narrative going through it because i listened to the record so many times and i realized i wasn't really absorbing the lyrics so i looked up uh the lyrics and it had a sidebar of like you know facts about the album and actually there's a narrative going on about a character named the patient and um you know how going through that but i did like listening to it i did write down that you know there is an ongoing thing of pushing through and getting past the hard stuff which yeah that's you know that very watered down from you know you're going to die in two weeks but and then also defiance in the face of being dragged down Mm-hmm. So absolutely that and against. like yeah. i think that that shit like fits very well with the mental health narrative and like mm-hmm. it absolutely like makes sense that um like younger people would like go on onto this and stuff and that like um i don't know that this kind of emo punk culture because like this was definitely one of the like earlier emo albums i would say really um, wow like it was kind of uh is it that young a genre yeah it's a very young genre it was like um the late aughts like this wasn't the first by any means but i would say that like uh you'd be hard pressed to find any before like 2004 and this is like a watershed yeah it seems um well yeah because the emo genre is like in and of itself kind of like a punk like a subset of like punk genre like i talked about that a lot in like alkaline trio how like um albums like that um were very influential in like uh like bringing about um music like this and everything and uh they like walked so that these punk bands could run and stuff like that yeah and uh yeah but uh I, um, yeah, it makes absolute sense that, like, it's kind of younger people that would, uh, like, find a voice in this genre. And so I like that they, uh, were, like, especially inclusive of, like, people younger than themselves and stuff, too, like, and teenagers kind of talking about how, like, it's, unfair and ridiculous that like adults are afraid of teenagers for no reason um but as yeah. an adult teenagers are terrifying <laughs> i'm just gonna Use. say that <laughs> i went to a taco bell like by myself um like when i was in college and like a bunch of like teenagers came over to my table and, like started gyrating on my table and just like 
making sex noises at me. It was like really awful. Oh no. Yeah, teenagers are very strange. Yeah, just like I was just alone eating Taco Bell and they decided to pick on me. Just little old me. That's the problem. Well, and the thing is, like, uh, when shit like that happens, I do forget that I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> like, the other day... Like, I forget that I'm not the same age and that it's like, I can be an adult and tell them I can suck them in his like, little mouth. See, but that's stop. the that's the problem is when I was a teenager, it's like I have no power to stop whatever is happening. And now that I'm adult, whatever they do, it's like I have no power to stop. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything about this. Otherwise, I'm going to go to jail. Like, I, I can't do anything about this. It was also like a few years ago, like I was walking down the street just the other day and like I walked past like a bunch of teenagers like I was walking in one direction, the teenagers were walking towards me, and then they probably was like wearing something stupid or whatever, like or just wearing like a big old coat or whatever. And then they said, "What a loser!" Just like to my, <laughs> like that's, passing me by. Like that's why I cross to the other side and avoid them entirely, like a normal person. Like, teenagers are scary and yeah. mean sometimes. See, I don't ever want to make anybody feel like othered or anything so i don't cross to the other side for anybody unless yeah. it's like a goose <laughs> I, live, I have lived my entire life like making room the for goose others. community is like gonna not be happy about this episode i love geese i just uh want to respect their need for a lot of space <laughs> that's true that's true just also like just like um this is like a just like the whole thing reminds me of like dark side of the moon Pink Floyd and like a lot of Queen stuff. Actually, so, like, about the Queen comparison, um, I have long said about uh, Welcome to the Black Parade that um, it is like uh, our Rhapsody, generation's yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely agree. Like, or like um, Kanye's Runaway a little bit. Like, it's kind of the same idea of like just like have a toast to the douchebags, have a toast to the assholes, just like. That, like, sweeping nine-minute, like, epic about just, like, pushing people away and, like, run away as fast as you can. Just, like, like I am I am awful and toxic and, like... After we're done recording, remind me what that is and I'll listen to it because I don't really... It's good, it's good, it's good. Know it. <laughs> it's a good song. Like, he does, like, say, uh, set a bitch a picture of my dick. I don't know what it is with females. But I'm not too good at that shit. You sent a girl a picture of your dick. Men like men not... call women females. Yeah. You of the womb. <laughs> Most people are from the womb. So you with the womb. <laughs> you with hey, the you hey, with the womb. Hey, you with the womb. Hey, you with the womb over hey. there. I am going. Men can have wombs too. It's yeah, true. that's right. It's that's true. right. I never, I never said that I was going. Through, I was. It's <laughs> just you with the womb. I'm just saying. <laughs> That could be anybody. It's a goose. So, uh, <laughs> not wrong. Uh, so uh, let's uh, get into uh, <laughs> uh, Ellen. Please listen to our show. We, <laughs> we we think you're so cool. Please listen to our show. Let's uh, get into uh, highlights and lowlights right after this break. Da 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 da. And we're back here to talk about black the black parade. By my chemical romance. 
So yeah, we're here to talk about that band. <laughs> you gotta give warning on that sort of stuff. No, like we do it every time, and he always like kind of uh, gestures towards me and like uses that voice, like "Come on, Ezra, pitch in," and I never do. <laughs> like we, you know, like at um, least you're consistent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. dependable. I like to think so. Yes, I don't. So anyway, this is mine and Justin's <laughs> podcast now. We're going to talk about My Chemical Romance, specifically the Black Parade. Yes. And I'm the guest this week. My name's Andrew. I'm a, I'm a former podcast host <laughs> and disgraced uh, from the podcast community. I just want to say I apologize to Ezra. I apologize to Justin. I apologize to Ellen. apologize to Geese. Can I be good back in good graces now? You we'll do see. not accept your apology. Okay. Um, the first and biggest highlight that I think should be mentioned is obviously Welcome to the Black Parade. Yes. Because again, it is our generation's Bohemian Rhapsody, and it is like it has so much staying power. It um, is just this beautiful like anthem. It uh, is like it communicates like stuff about mortality stuff about mental health like it uh is just a fucking bop like mm-hmm. it is one of the one of the highlights i've written is the the tight harmonies in the you'll never break me parts in welcome to the black parade like those give me very good shows yeah. yes yeah, yeah. like i love the drums um i love how it um, when I oh, I also sorry to interrupt. I love that like um, just that first G note. I can instantly tell that it's this song, and that like I get so hyped. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the, the sentiment behind Black Parade is like really beautiful. Like you know, um, to the idea of just like when you pass on, like people will remember you. People will carry on your legacy. People will like um, the people you impacted will remember you, and the people you impacted will you know, carry it on to the next generation and the next generation. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's, like, very comforting as somebody who's, like, been dealing with a lot of, like, my own shit lately and yeah. been, like, uh, like, a couple months ago I uh, got very close to just, like, killing myself. So, mm. like, that, uh, I don't know, it's, like, the idea that somebody will give a fuck is yeah. like yeah. nice to think about. Um, sorry for no, bringing no, down. No, the it's tone. fine. It's fine. Like I, <laughs> we're um, glad you're here. Yeah. Like honestly, Thanks. we are. <laughs> I know I am, but yeah. Yeah. People love you. People, pe- like people. I, I love you, and um, there's so many people who love you and care about you, and uh, we're we're really glad you're here. Like yeah. I, I, I definitely had that fantasy of like, um, I'm not, I, I won't say like I'm actively like have been suicidal for like a very long time but like i i think like i've definitely had that fantasy of like dying and then like but also like being able to like hear what the nice things people have to say or like like how sad people are and stuff like that like yeah yeah like you know like but also like like maybe not like a tom sawyer thing because that's like a really crappy thing to do but like 
But just like maybe you're like a ghost and you're like kind of like watching over, like seeing all that. Well, stuff. you've even had like kind of a smaller, very less significant version of that um, with like this group chat stuff because uh, there's a lot of bullshit that I'm not going to get into. But basically, like uh, the other day, like I left the group, but then like afterwards, I was kind of regretting it because I was just like, oh, but like. I want to know, like, what they're saying, and I want to know, like, if they care that I'm gone and stuff like that, and, like, I want to know, like, just kind of what happens from here, and, like, if it's, if there's anything that I actually contributed to it, but... Yeah, like, I do, like, I love uh, that, like, he puts that idea in here, and, like, I love there's kind of the... um optimistic element of it mm -hmm. even while he's talking about like um all of these dark themes on this album um i love the imagery of it a lot like of it being like a parade yeah um so that's not really a way that you hear death talked about a lot but um like i don't know it just uh adds a level of like i don't know I was going to say comfort to it, but that sounds like really dark. Well, it's it makes like, it conversational. Yeah. And that's something that death needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it when death is this thing that, you know, you, hushed voices, nobody can talk about it. It's, you know, no, 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 not in polite company. That makes it to where when you are struggling with suicide or something like that, that shoves all of a sudden, that shoves that into that same area of, not in polite company. I can't talk about that, you know, because it's, you know... Well, yeah, and then and kids grow up not knowing how to cope with it either. Yeah. Like, when they do lose someone that they love. Like, even if it's to something that's completely out of anyone's control, like cancer and shit like that. Like, yeah. I, I think, like, um, like, you were talking about optimism and stuff like that. Like, and, like, I feel like this record kind of captures how I experience life, you know, and because like, I think like I put on, like when, when I'm doing this show, I'm like very like, um, you know, like I'm bouncing with energy. I'm like a fun, personable guy, gregarious and all that stuff. But like, I'm also like, I think like, um, I'm also like in quiet moments, I'm very like pessimistic. I'm very like, um, I dwell on a lot of negativity I dwell on a lot of like, um, you know, mistakes I made, guilt, all that stuff. And, um, but then just like, I feel like just like th this record will go, like have like two songs where he's just like, I'm self-destructing. I'm like, I don't give, I don't care about anyone or anything. And then the next is like, everything's going to be fine. Just like, for the, it feels like, um, um, I don't want to be like, uh, you know, insensitive, but like, you know, the highs and lows of like being bipolar or something like that, or like the highs and lows of like, just like kind of those emotional shifts. The highs and lows of being a teenager. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. You are being thrust into a world of hormones that you have no idea how to deal with. But as somebody who has been diagnosed with bipolar and borderline, it is also like the highs yeah. and lows associated with those things. And like, um, I definitely get that and i think that that adds kind of like another layer 
to it. But like he does it like or they do it like so seamlessly um, too. It's not just like, uh, oh, I'm so happy and like now I'm so sad and stuff like that. Like it all like flows together beautifully. Like uh, like the beginning of the album, especially uh, like with the end and dead. Like I thought that they were the same song for the longest I time, do. and then yeah. I like picked up my phone. Yeah, and like, oh. yeah. Oh, the the album opens beautifully. It's yeah. like so iconic, and like yeah. Um, I will say, I think on that sidebar that I found on the lyric website, I think I I read that they wrote um, the end and dead, and when uh, Gerard realized that oh, this flows into this so well. It was, that was the light bulb moment where he's like, well, I think this is a concept album and we need to kind of maybe yeah. move around with this a little bit more. That's amazing. It's and amazing. I'm so glad yeah. that they went with it. Yeah. <laughs> just like the instrument. I love how the instrumentals morph. It's not just like the same type of instrument the whole time. Yeah. Like just like starting with the acoustic guitar, then adding the pianos, then the electric guitar, then the drums. And just like, it's like really, and just like, Way's performance is like really tortured and beautiful. Like he really makes a meal out of his vocal. Del- it's like a great character act. Feels like he's kind of doing a character. He is. Like, he's talking about a lot of personal shit too, though. Yeah, so but like, like you know, it's like how like an actor will like kind of channel. Yeah, like 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 a Michael Shannon who will like just like make meals out of like you know like just like a great character actor. Like it, it reminds me, it's very theatrical too. It's like, I would love to see this as like a theatrical production. Oh like, yeah. Th- I would kill for that. If somebody well, I would like, calm down. <laughs> Dude, like, whoa, 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 <laughs> that, that whoa. Was basically, that was basically what the shows were when they were traveling around, I think. Cause they did. Killing people? No, they, no, it was a, it was a production. Yeah, like okay. they weren't, when they went on tour, they weren't my chemical romance. Like people, they, like the event announcers would come out on stage being like, so I'm sorry to announce that My Chemical Romance could not make it. Oh come to this on, venue. man! People Boo. were like, people would start booing, and they'd be like, "Anyway, here's uh, here's the Black Parade," and like, and they would come out, and they weren't My Chemical Romance; they were the Black Parade. Yeah. And so it was an act; it was a show, and they would do the album in order. Ah, that's. So, I wish that I, I, I had gotten I to see that. I would. I would. I would love to see it. Like and like, but like this definitely lends itself better than like. A lot of jukebox musicals that are kind of out, like just like beautiful, the Carol King musical, just like what, what, this this song will never get made. What's it called? Where you lead, just like garbage dial, like that barely justifies those songs being together. Like uh, it's like yeah, this I like Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Oh, I like Moulin, I like Moulin Rouge. It's like it's. <laughs> Uh, let's not get into it. So it's um, a very it's a jukebox. Yeah, but it's not like one person though. Like it's like not like one musician stuff like across the universe or whatever. It's like kind of just like no. like they chose this. It's more like Glee where they kind of like chose the songs and like put it to fit the story instead of just like we're a bunch of bohemians. What do we do? We should have a rhapsody. What? <laughs> Mama, just like <laughs> you know, like yeah, just like what are what are some other highlights for you guys? The song "Cancer" is another one that's like really, um, like deeply emotional and uh, beautiful, and like it kind of like I love that 
it kind of like breaks away with like a lot of the other stuff musically but uh like i love that they kind of like break away from some of the like uh kind of like heavier drums and vocals and shit like that and mm. have like just kind of a softer like more um emotional moment not that like the rest of it's not emotional but it's no, just kind like... of a different kind like it adds depth to the album for sure like the rock like i wrote for like uh the song like the rock bottom keeps getting lower like yeah you just like i thought like <laughs> i don't love you was the rock bottom moment but then oh cancer's worse and yeah. then like oh this song's actually <laughs> more sad and like <laughs> just like the um just it takes a great deal of empathy to like write a record like this i like and i like the level of anonymity that like it kind of, it kind of like a director has of like a movie, like even though it's their story that they're kind of telling, they're kind of like outside of it a little bit, yeah. which is why I feel some of the more you know toxic songs are just like you know where he's like self sabotaging, where he's like you know the sharpest lives, you know this is how I disappear. Even though those songs are like not exemplary, exemplary, exemplary. Exemplary. exemplary exemplary in any way <laughs> uh, even though those songs aren't exemplary in any way <laughs> um, it's like <laughs> it's uh, it's there's it, it, I don't feel bad about like because there's like a level of a remove from it um, because again he's playing a character even though I'm sure like some of this is like he's they said they wrote this during like the darkest period in there like lives or whatever and um even though there's like it, it's clearly inspired by their real lives and what they're thinking about what they're going through it's like there's a level of remove that like makes me like feel okay like where with alkaline trio it's like it's me just like you know well alkaline trio is also like very different from this because this isn't um specifically uh hurting anyone yeah. Whereas, like, Algaline Trio, I think, was uh, very irresponsible in, like, um, the way that they talked about these situations. And, like, it had, like, a lot of the, like, kind of toxic misogyny that's, like, in punk music a lot. Um, but I think My Chemical Romance has been really good at avoiding that and, like, actually um, respecting people and, um, like, just making their art um mm. like without hurting people and like i think that that's great yeah and like um there's actually something i read like a little earlier about this record was um not this record in particular maybe but like my chemical romance and like people were complaining about like how this album would like make you want to commit suicide this album would like kind of like encourage kids to do that but i really don't think that's i disagree with yeah that. i strongly disagree with this yeah like, it's like because again it's giving voice to feelings that um young people are already having it's uh like validating like where these teenagers are at in their lives and it's uh like though it's not um a one-to-one -one thing because like it is a character and stuff like who's dying like they do talk about a lot of topics that like are very um on 
point with what like uh, teenagers are going through and stuff and like having an outlet to um, express that and explore that and think about that is like a game changer like that uh, when I kind of got into like emo and punk music that was kind of like the first time that I uh, really had music that like could express that in the way that I like really needed yeah um, because I uh, developed depression initially when I was 11. And so like dealing with that shit and um, like dealing with uh, just kind of a lot of the personal like kind of chaos that was going on at home, like um, my parents divorcing and stuff like that. Um, and uh, like having moved around a lot as a kid and kind of uh, coming here and um like finally almost getting settled and then like getting bullied a lot and shit like uh having like discovering music like this that um like discussed kind of the darker things that were going on in my head um was like very important for me that might be why a lot of like the panic around where a lot of the panic around it came from is that these things are being discussed and you know in in you know you only talk about death when it's like that's your only option because again it's like it's like polite society thing but when you discuss those things like it's a lot less likely for it to happen because like it's been when I feel like I have no friends and when I like don't have an outlet that I've been like at my most suicidal. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh, that being, um, like that conversation being silenced is not going to help anyone. Like I think that, um, teenagers need more access to that stuff. And I'm glad that like there are artists like this who like, do like reach out to a younger audience and kind of give them um, that voice and express things that they're trying to express. I just wish that adults would fucking listen. <laughs> um, agreed. Yeah, I, I I really don't have a lot of lowlights. Um, I love Disenchanted. Reminds me of The Greatest by Lana Del Rey. Um, a lifelong wait for a hospital stay is like excellent lyricism um, or just like the line, like, so I could watch all my heroes, like sell a car on TV. Just like the idea of like, he's been dealt this like really fucking sell out. <laughs> um, he's been like dealt this like really awful hand in life. Um, partly from his own doing in a sense because of like, but then just like, you know, but it's just like, um, the way the chorus repeats over and over, it feels like, you know, when you ruminate on like negative thoughts, when you ruminate on like dread and like stuff like that. And like, just like the ending vocals are really beautiful. I also really, the last real highlight, like I could talk about this for a very long time, but like, I don't want to like, yeah, I feel like I could too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was a very, good very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Like famous last words is a favorite of mine. Um, Same. Yeah. Like, it starts off a little slow, but like it's more just like acceptance of his fate a little bit. Like the, I also like the, there's like a little ambiguity of like what happens to him. You know, does he actually die? Does he does her does his lover come back? Um, 
is it all a dream? All that stuff. Like, I like that there's... It feels very... It feels much like a good, like, novel or something. Or, like, a good... I, I like pieces of work that have, like, a little bit of ambiguity. of just, like, um, let the audience decide what happens. Because that, like... Ultimately, every piece of art you put out there, when you release it, it's the audience's now. It's not yours. Any, it's not the directors or the songwriters anymore. It's like, now it's like, do as you will. And like, I like, um, yeah, it, like, it just like, it feels like the euphoria of forgiveness, like, like external and internal, like in an in or, oral form in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the story I really like about it is like Gerard Way wrote the song for Mikey Way when he left the band over anxiety and like you know, kind of was like going through some, he left the band and then he, then Mikey heard this song and then that inspired him to come back and like feel better about the whole situation. And Aww. like, it's like really, really sweet. Really sweet. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, um, it's yeah. I'm not afraid of like living anymore. It's like really beautiful. Like I really yeah. love it. Well, I mean the, the, you were mentioning the ambiguity that, you know, that's not just, you know, for the character, that's that I feel like that ambiguity is so that the listener can insert themselves. And it's like, you know, I am not afraid to keep on living, you know, you know, that, that's the, that's the patient's decision. What's your decision? You know, now, now it's in your hands. And this is a guy who's like, again, like been dealt a really crappy hand in life. He's dying from cancer and like, or like he could be at least like, um, and like, he's like really, like his mother is like kind of like left it. His mother is kind of like said to like go screw off. Like his like um his uh like girlfriend. He, he kind of like pushed away his girlfriend or like his ex or whatever. And like then just like having, but then like having this like euphoric chorus and like this like really like it's like really like I think like I think that's something I'm learning in my life right now is like having my outlook and my attitude always dependent on my situation, having it always dependent on, um, external things that I can't always control. And like, that's, um, something that's much easier said than done, but like, that's the trajectory I'm trying to be on in a sense. Yeah. I just, uh, like the lines I'm not afraid to keep on living I'm not afraid to walk this world alone are probably some of like my favorite like lyrics in general like not just in this song because that's really powerful and like I don't know how you can look at that and I mean it's really because they're not looking at it but I don't know how you can look at that and think that like they're encouraging it's probably because like they listen to like one of the songs out of context exactly yeah like I and like just like and again that's why the top more you know toxic parts of the that are like toxic elements of this record don't bother me it's because it's part of a larger story it's part of like the trajectory of like I this is the low and this is like the conclusion like this is like that that makes me feel like a little better yeah. about the whole thing like you could pick out any one of these songs and like they did have singles from this album but like i think that it's strongest when all of them are together okay so let's get into some low lights 
Um, so the main low light that I came across was that I listened to this so many times and I probably permanently screwed up my Spotify analytics. Aww. <laughs> um, but I, for honestly, I think the only thing that I really came across is I feel like maybe they could have done without the allusion to uh, school shootings and teenagers. There, there was a... Yeah, it's... Um, uh, but if you're troubled and hurt, what you've got under your shirt will make them pay for the things that they did. And oh, no. a few of the things that I read, it and in the music video itself, they it like they pantomime like machine guns and that oh, sort of God. thing. Which song is that? Teenagers. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. So I mean, yeah, I I get it. Um, I, that's something that needs to be talked about. And that's, you know, that is feeling like you need to lash out somehow is definitely an emotion that happens when you're that age. I, yeah. you know, for all my soft boyness, I also went, you know, I also went there a couple of times. A rage boy. Yes. I'm rage boy, but on the inside. <laughs> um, uh, I definitely didn't hear it that way. I'm just looking at this right now. Yeah. It's, uh, honestly, it's the music video that more paints it that way. But then also at the end of the music video, there is, I think, something that pops up that's like, violence is never the answer or something oh. like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like maybe that was maybe just a little bit too far, but... I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, it's, you know, it's still a very, it's still a very, it's, you know, like, like you were saying, Ezra, it's a very kind of empowering song to to teenagers being like, yeah, yeah, I am scary. And I, I do, you know, I don't have control over much, but well, I'm, I'm intimidating. <laughs> that's not really what I meant. That's just, that was some of my personal feelings, like, uh, from when I was a teenager. But I think that um, they're less so saying that and more just saying that, like, that's silly that adults are scared of teenagers mm -hmm. and, like, they shouldn't be and stuff and so like if uh like okay like i don't know teenagers just live your life wear dark clothes like look scary whatever shit like they're gonna be scared of you anyway <laughs> and i am I very scared like, of teenagers so. i felt like <laughs> teenagers didn't quite fit the concept as well as some of the other songs like it i think it works great as a single like it's a very catchy song and um I kind of get that, yeah. Like, I think it's about, I think what he's, they're trying to do is a little bit like, this is where I came from, you know? I, you know, teenagers tormented me and like, kind of like, but like, it's also like, he's talking as an adult too, of like, you know, teenagers currently scare me. Like, it doesn't feel like, I, it doesn't really feel like a look, it, it, I could see it as like, kind of just like, how did I get here? How did I get to this point where I'm in this deathbed, where I'm in this bed and I'm about to die and my mom told me to fuck off and like, you know, I, you know, seen atrocities in war. How did I get here? And then like looking back at his like teenage years, maybe, but like, I don't really know what it's trying to do ultimately. Yeah, I guess in the larger narrative, it doesn't necessarily fit in. It's really beautiful. It's a, I, again, I love the song. It's a bop. Yeah. It's a bop. Um, like frantic, yeah. It's uh, I I don't love um. This is just like a personal thing, you know. Like just more of a personal preference, more than like critically. But like I don't love 
hell imagery. <laughs> I think it's like not fun to think about, not fun to like really. Um, but I mean, it makes sense contextually. Though, it does make sense contextually. He yeah. feels guilty and he doesn't know, like, because of all this bad shit that I did, like, am I just going, am I going to go to hell? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it's just like, but I, yeah, I will say though, like, that's the really interesting thing this record does, um, is because this whole record, it makes you, it's kind of like, um, you know, a lot of modern TV of like anti anti heroes and whatever of just like this whole record like makes you feel sympathy for this guy in a lot of ways this character but like then like if you only knew like we we don't truly know what he did like in the war that makes him feel this way and like if we did know then would we feel this sympathy would we feel will we be on his mom's side in a sense of like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, just like, um, and that's something really, you know, does this guy, you know, is this karma in a sense, you know, like this, I, I think it, it, I like how it just poses the question without answering it. You know, I think that's really smart. I think it very trusting of the audience. Um, like, Trusting of kids, trusting of teenagers um, to, like, figure this out on their own. And, like, um, I, I really love it. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Any other lowlights um, or stray observations? Um, I guess, like, since I didn't know about that line from teenagers, like, that's definitely a lowlight for me. But other than that, there really wasn't anything that I could think of. Like... Maybe blood. I mean, yeah. I enjoyed that. I... Blood wasn't the greatest, but I miss um, artists putting hidden tracks on, so I don't even care if it's not the best. You know what, like, though? Like, they didn't do a good job hiding it because they told us it was a hidden track on Spotify. Well, they will do that on Spotify, yeah, but, but if you listen to it on a CD, then it would be hidden. I, I feel but like the, the specific thing about the CD is that you had, if you just listened to it on a CD it would end. You had to fast forward through the end to get to the bonus Exactly. Track. So it, it was a very, you had to specifically look for it on there. And so it was that much more meaningful when it was there. Well, like, it's like, you know, I feel like if this song was on an ABBA record and I was like, whoa, that was hidden. But like, this this was well, yes. If you found a My Chemical like, Romance song on an ABBA record, that would be quite a surprise. <laughs> yeah, just, tracks aren't usually that great, <laughs> but like they're just kind of nice and like lighter and just like a fun little addition to sprinkle in there. Like uh, fucking Reliant fun. K has one about bringing Skittles and combos to their show. <laughs> one of my favorite Reliant K uh, <laughs> hidden tracks is it's called "Crayons Can Melt on Us" from all for all I care. Yeah, it's, lyrics, I just wasted ten seconds of your life. That's literally it. That's <laughs> yes. the bonus track, and it's wonderful. I, I love it so much. Yes, Reliant K was great about like doing bonus tracks, yes. like for their first several albums. Beautiful. Yes. I also didn't care. And they were technically how... Christian, so I could listen. To... Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of one of the bands that, uh, like, they were kind of a gateway band, <laughs> getting me like more because, like, they went on tour with like fucking Paramore and shit, and like that, uh, like that was around the time that like I was getting into Paramore, so I was super into that. 
didn't get to go though. Oh, oh uh, I told you guys before we started recording, but um, I just want to say again while we're recording that uh, I listened to this album in probably the best way today. I um, played it like super loudly and uh, went all manic and cut my own hair. So it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Gerard Way would have wanted. That's the way to do it. This was way more danceable than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I, as far as like expectations for the album, I came to this with, I'm probably not going to like this. This is not my scene. This is right. not my jam. Yeah. I'm very soft. I'm very positive. I'm going to probably appreciate this technically, but you know, this might not actually be my thing. And I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Um, oh. And it was, it was, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And it turns out I had heard both Teenagers and um, Blood before. And I think I think it was actually at my church youth group, somebody uh, sh- uh, showed me Blood. Teenagers saved the living sin out of me. It's like a Christian version of that song. Anyway, um, yep. <laughs> would you like to kind of get into like final readings and um, like elaborate a little bit more on your final thoughts. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Andrew. I like to lead the podcast sometimes. Like, yoinked. By the way, um, no, we'll talk about that afterwards. We'll talk about that after um, final rating. Yeah, like I said, I I honestly enjoyed this way more than I thought I was going to. And um, I would, if we're going to, do we want to go ahead and rate it now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, If I was going to rate it, I would Probably give it 8.5 out of 10 crisp and clear G notes. <laughs> Very nice. Ezra, you're next. So um, I love this album. I have like even a greater love for it now than I mm-hmm. did before. Um, just because like, I don't know, diving into some of those songs in a way that I haven't like... Uh, There are a lot of memes based on uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. Like, there's one uh, specifically talking about, like, um, like going to the city to see a marching band and then, uh, like, um, the dad, just, like, the things that he's saying. And then it's like, Dad, I'm eight. And like uh, I just love those. So yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, I've like kind of uh, dissected the words to that a little bit more. But like it's harder to like really understand, um, and like without the rest of the album surrounding it. And uh, yeah, I think that I kind of I appreciate it on a greater level, and I think I'm going to kind of add some of these songs back into my um, like kind of regular like rotation yeah and stuff because like uh there are some really good ones on there and there are a lot that i think are like underrated like they don't get the attention that they deserve to um but yeah so uh i am going to go ahead and um because i am such a little emo kid at heart still um i'm gonna go ahead and rate this 10 um saviors of 
the broken, the beaten, and the damned. Wow. Alright, so... Uh, yeah, I didn't... I kind of went into this record, like... Like, similarly to Justin, like, not... Because they, like, you know, a lot of people, like, when... Because they, they're coming back, they're coming back, um, and, like, people listen to these guys when they were younger, um... It felt, I went into it expecting it to be, like, kind of like a novelty in a sense of, like, oh, this is something you listen to when you're younger, and it's, like, cool that they're coming back. Look at that. Um, but listening to this record front to back, it's pretty undeniable. It's pretty undeniable. It's pretty, when I, like, with this record in particular, with this episode, we had a very fast turnaround time. We only had like a few days to like digest this record, yeah, and there's a lot to digest. There's yeah, a yeah. Lot to go I feel like that. we didn't, we did not do it justice. Like truly, like I feel yeah. a little bad, but it's fine. Um, but like the idea, just like, but that being said, listening to this for the first time, like I was immediately like, oh, this is fantastic. I love, I it hit me in all my sweet spots. It hit like, um, I loved the theatrics of it. I love how it tells a complete story. I love albums that tell stories, like, front to back, just like, this is what we're trying to do, instead of just like, here, 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 bleh, who cares? Um, I love that. I love um, the guy. I love Ger Gerard's voice. It's incredible. I love the instrumentation, how it transforms and morphs and like plays with genre and uh, plays with like literary style and songwriting style too. The instrumental breaks I, I feel are sometimes when I listen to instrumental breaks and in songs, I'm like, get to it, like get to new lyrics. But like I'm like, oh, this is this is transcendent. This is really great. So I'm gonna give this uh, ten gallons of that stuff out of ten. So I love it. Great. That's awesome. I yeah. think that's the first I'll well actually I can't remember if Janelle Monet we both read. I think we I think it was like a I think I gave it a nine point five. But like I would I would give it a ten too. Just like Yeah. Yeah, like the, uh, looking back I don't really have any complaints about that record, so But like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We so, high-fived, for real that time, but it didn't make a noise <laughs> the one time that we actually high-fived. <laughs> so that was our review of uh, My Chemical Romance's Black Parade. Um, so let's get into our... <gasps> I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. Where, uh, who would like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Ah. So I am going to pick another song, like... a song that like in addition to some of the ones from this album i instantly like go off when like from the first note like from the first word of it um and uh it gets me very excited and i wouldn't quite call it like comparable to bohemian rhapsody like in the same way that welcome to the black parade is but like it um definitely is like an emo anthem and it lives on all these years later. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, I Write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disney. Wow, yeah, that's a great one. Click. The groom's ride was a whore. 
Also, I, love, I, I will say that I love that um, in concert he like he's so tired of playing this song that he just fucks around with it and he uh, will like change horror to like all sorts of different things. Like there's a compilate like there are several compilations on YouTube of him doing this. Like he'll say like beautiful woman or <laughs> like um, was uh, like. Like, he'll hold the mic out for the audience to sing. I think he has said, like... I didn't uh, say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, but, yeah, he's said, like, all sorts of different things in place of horror there because I think he acknowledges at this point that, like, that probably wasn't the best. Yeah. Also, like, uh, check out an, an incredible episode of Punch Up the Jam where they dissect and re... Uh, rewrite the song. So yes. it's like really good. It's very it, funny. I really liked that one and I thought that it was very yeah. funny. So the track I picked is kind it's emo adjacent because it's sort of punk adjacent. Um, it is by the vaguely punk band uh, Bowling for Soup. It is I'm called like, Don't Be a Dick. Click. Whatever happened to chivalry? When did it all break down? Seems like everyone's selling their bullshit and but uh, the thing I just really love about the song is that it is just a, it is the most angry song I have ever heard where the main singer is just imploring everybody to just take a fucking break and be nice to one another for a change. And it's a sentiment that I feel to my very core uh, in in the world today. Um and okay, boomer, the world today. <laughs> I'm I'm just sick and tired of everybody being like horrible to each other. I just want five minutes where everybody's just chill, and that's all I, I want. feel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's my song. I don't really have much to say about it other than I will put it on in my car and jam out to it and feel slightly superior because it's like yeah why can't we all get along and then five minutes later i'm ranting to somebody on facebook about how horrible they are <laughs> yeah you put it on in your car like yeah why can't we all get along you motherfucker cut me off <laughs> yeah 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 um but, 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 but okay um i'm gonna pick stand tall by by childish gambino click how this used to feel so far and free now these broken souls are all i see this have fallen to our side We may cry alone I feel we know where all of this is headed But my mama said So, um, this is a Childish Gambino song from his album Awaken My Love And, um, this is a song about, like, um you know, him singing to his child, his new newborn baby, uh, about just like the lessons his mom wow, and dad. That's childish Gambino. <laughs> Go ahead. So yeah, um <laughs> I, I, I had a reboot for a second. Um <laughs> No, I uh, uh this is like this is a song like to his uh child and uh kind of recounting all the lessons his mom and dad taught him as a boy and like uh you know it's just like just like um smile when you can is like the sentence like the main sentiment behind it it's like um first of all his singing voice is like angelic 
and like he's really really improved since the camp days where he's like kind of just like little theater kid kind of spiel like he's like really grown into like oh like one of the top tier like vocalists like of our modern day and like it's also like cool because it's like a break from like him doing his like raspy like soul voice during the whole record he's kind of like doing his normal tone and it's like really beautiful and like there's a choir and like then the inch the other reason I picked it was because of how the instrumentation like shifts and like morphs into this mass the six minute masterpiece and just like it really takes you on a ride the same way a lot of these songs take you for a ride so yeah that's that's my pick thanks I love it <laughs> you, you did good Andrew <laughs> Okay, so... Sorry, I can't stop memeing the music. No, it's part fine, it's fine, don't worry. Um, um, so, yeah. Help, please. Uh, so anyway, um, it's been lovely to have you, Justin. Thank you so much for coming back on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. Um, after that disaster last time. I did, right? No, never again. <laughs> um, yeah, how dare you be passionate about a subject? <laughs> <laughs> we hate. We usually hate that. We're, we love it when like, the guests are like indifferent and like... Like, well, shut I, down our jokes. I balanced it out by being mostly uneducated this time. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, Justin has a closing sentiment that he's prepared for the three of us. Yeah. Three, two, one. Teenagers scared the living shit out of me. Okay, thank you so much. Have a good day. Click.